today on The Breakdown. People say we don't like Phil Hellmuth. People say we choose hands specifically that make Phil Hellmuth look like an idiot. People say lots of things, but you know what? We have mouths, and we say things too. And we're going to say a lot of different things today on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Ah, I wish for a time when we no longer need mouths to say things. <laughs> just communicate with our brains. It's coming for sure. Yeah, well then our podcasting careers are over. That is true. Although, you know, we already do not need our mouths to say things, in fairness. True. We can sign thing, language. A little thing called Makaton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. Sign language. Um, yeah, Phil Helmuth is in this hand. Yeah. Uh, it's a, This is a weird, different type of hand. It a is. lot of interesting decisions by... One of the smartest poker players in the world, and I'm not talking about Phil Helmuth. Oh, and we're taking shots. Oh, we're taking shots. Talking about Ike Haxton. Ike Chihuahua. You, you got to stop that, man. <laughs> no. You got to stop with that. No, no. Um, anyway, it is a cool hand, and it was only suggested by one person. It's kind of an obscure hand that is not talked about often. But Never, really. Pretty interesting hand suggested by Mike Gillen. Thank you, Mike. I would say one of the players probably glad it isn't talked about that often, but we're going to shine a light on it yeah. with our poker guy's spotlight. <laughs> yeah, that's what you use to shine a light. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're also going to shine a light on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, yeah. where we are now twitching. We have Twitch accounts now. By I the way, you, you can't twitching. There's okay. no twitching. You're we're streaming. streaming on Twitch. That's what you're doing. Excuse me. You're not Sorry. an expert. I'm still new to Twitch. Yeah, that's clear. Well, anyway, I'm the poker guys underscore Grant. He's the poker guys underscore Jonathan. Uh, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., we are going to begin doing some streaming yep. on Twitch. We're going to get some sit and goes going on Nitrogen. Of course, use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen for access to exclusive Poker Guys tournaments. These sit and goes. You can play with us and be on our Twitch streams. Yeah. It's um, pretty great. You can play with us. You can watch us. Grant's Twitch is going to start at 4 p.m. PST, and I'm going to start after he's done, which will be around 5.30 p.m. PST, so you can watch one poker guy, then the other, compare the two, be like, you know, Grant may be a better poker player, but I just like Jonathan better. Stuff like that. I'm sorry, but I, I think I might, I might win both. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win most beautiful eyes, though. Oh, come on. Have you seen these things? They're incredible. I, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> We've never looked upon each other. Yeah. This is Poker Guy's code. Um, so, you, so you can play with us. You can watch. You can chat. Well, you know, all these cool things. Yep. We are just entering the world of Twitch right now. We did it for the first time yesterday. It was fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Tuesday, May 9th would be the first Tuesday that you're hearing this after. Yeah, so it's Tuesday Yeah, for you guys. So it's Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. But also, we might already be on Twitch at some point randomly. We might decide to just Twitch a cash game or something. So, Oh, yeah, that's the thing. If, we're, if the sit-and-go doesn't go, because there isn't a whole lot of sit-and-go activity currently on Nitrogen anyway, uh, we're just going to be playing cash, which is what we did yesterday, yeah. and that was great. Yeah, so check us out. Follow us on Twitch, and watch us go Twitching ar- around. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, also use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen, of course. Got to do that. There's a lot of good stuff, including lightning fast withdrawals, which you already know about. Yep. Also yep. makes the podcast go around. You know, yeah. like without you guys and without your clicking on the links, it's harder for us to do the show. Yep. And we'll just go back to. I don't know what else would we do. We play poker for a living. I guess we would do that. I would do other things like my other careers. You would just play poker for a living. I would that's just, all you have. That's. I have nothing. Yeah, it's cool. I have. I have you people who, <laughs> who listen to me. I appreciate you. Let's get to the hand. Uh, the cash I wanna, game hand. I want to talk about how meaningless life is for I a know second. You do. No, it's okay. We'll talk about how meaningless Phil Hellmuth is. I'm just kidding. He's a meaningful man. He's done a lot for poker. 
Do you agree? I'm just not going to bail you out on this one at all. All right, fine. You're going to be that guy. That's fine. So let's talk about this hand. It's a big game hand. Yep, cash game, big game. This is, of course, the six-handed game from PokerStars, which was a great TV show where there was an amateur. They were given money, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't factor, so we're not going to get into all the wacky rules. All you need to know is that it's pot limit pre-flop, no limit post-flop, and it's hold them. And uh, they're probably at least 100K deep. We don't know the actual stacks. They always they all bought in for at least 100K, and I would guess... Ike Haxton, who's the other player in this hand, bought in for more. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the deal. Ike Haxton is a very good player. And Without he makes question. Very interesting decisions. There's still this one decision that Ike Haxton made in the past that confounds both of us to I this know. day that it feels like it was a misclick or it's just something well beyond our comprehension. But I'm, it was in the Aussie millions at a 250K super high roller or right. something like that. Under the gun, eight or nine handed. He shipped 22 blinds with Queen-10 suited. Yeah. I don't that know. was strange. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'm excited to ask him about that at some point. Let's interview him and ask him seriously. I would love to. Let's do that. I would love to know. We can, if, we can reach out to if him. If maybe he miscounted his stack. Like, that feels like the most likely thing. I mean, it feels like maybe he miscounted his stack. Was his stack miscounted by the TV crew, perhaps? Yeah, that, like, that could happen. That happened with one of our breakdowns from back in the day with Theo Jorgensen. That's right. Where... We still didn't think it ended up being a good play, but we made the whole breakdown and then realized by counting the chips ourselves that he had 5K more than we thought. Right. So instead of having like 11 blinds, he actually had like 16 or 17. Yeah. It changes things. It made, pretty a, it made a difference. Yeah. yeah. So that that's another possibility. Yeah. Yep. But that's not the case in this hand, at least not that we're aware of. No. Um, although there is some interesting sizing in this hand. So who knows? Who knows? Ike, Ike and the sizing of surprising. That sounds like a nice Harry Potter book. It's exactly what I was yeah. going for. A lot of Harry Potter references recently on the yeah. show. Yeah, I'm uh, so glad you figured that out. All right, so Ike Haxton is in the hijack at the six-handed table, so he's also in early position. Yes. Um, and he has King of Hearts, Nine of Spades, and he makes it 1,500. They play 200-400 in this game. It's okay. a cash game. It's a totally normal race. Um, Helmuth is on the button with Ace of Diamonds, Jack of Spades. Against a player like Haxton, you could consider three-betting this. I mean, we're just going to pretend it's fine to open plus one King Nine off, I guess, right? We're just not going to talk about that. Oh, you think think that's too loose? Of course it's too loose. He's in the hijack. Yeah, he's in the hijack. It's not a tournament. It's a cash game. Why are we opening King-9 off? He's Ike Haxton. I'm sure he's got lots of really good reasons, by the way. But it seems odd to me. Also, I think the loose cannon is in the big blind. I think he's in the small blind. In the small blind? Yeah. Okay. So maybe he thinks like he can attack the small blind a little bit easier than normal. Well, the small blind's the most most vulnerable spot anyway. Right. Um, who's behind him? Do we know who's between him and Phil off the top of my head? I don't know. And I'm not sure who's in the big blind either. But isn't it like Antonio? Maybe. I mean, this would be better if the loose cannon was in the big blind. I like that. I think this isn't open from the cutoff and usually not the hijack. But I guess Ike is, what Ike is doing, Ike knows all this, of course. So I guess what he's doing, he's expanding his range because he thinks he's got an advantage on people. And so he's he's just playing some more marginal hands. In he spot. might just think the the table might be playing nitty at this time. Yeah, you know? maybe it's early or something. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I mean, but I'm not gonna. It's not really fair to question Ike's opening ranges, although you just did like a minute and a half ago, anyway, right? Right. Twenty two blind shove. It's, so maybe we can. Anyway, I mean, I'm just saying it's not the worst thing in the world. If an amateur did this, we'd be like, "What do you do?" And just right. throw the hand. It's not away, the worst. Right? I mean, if it was king ten off, we wouldn't say a word. Um, it's not a great open, but it's fine. Yeah, king ten off. Yeah, that's right. We're past the line. Yeah, in my but, opinion, but but again, it's Ike, Ike is not a dummy. I'm sure he has good reasons for it. It just isn't standard to open this hand in this spot. That's all. Okay, fine, fair. So if you're Helmuth on the button with Ace Jack off, what do you want to do against Ike specifically? I mean, it depends on how we're deciding we want to play the hand, right? Um, I think in general, Ace Jack is like such is almost a perfect calling hand usually. So I prefer to call than to three bet. Although you could certainly make a case for three betting too. 
Right. I mean, if Ike is opening King Nine off, who knows what else he's opening? It That's might a good be point. good just to. First of all, it's really hard to. F- People who open a super wide range from a lot of positions, it's not so easy to range them later in the hand, especially yeah. if they're going to be balanced, good players. Yeah. So three betting helps us with that. It also helps us win the hand preflop sometimes, also helps us win with the worst hand sometimes, and we win post-flop a lot of the time. All those things are good. One of the problems with ace-jack specifically is it's possible Ike is folding ace-10 and not folding ace-queen. So we might put ourselves in this sort of weird... We're still in position. We're still going to win a lot because we're both going to miss and things right. like that. But the kinds of hands Ike is not folding often have us not in great shape. Right. So, it's, so well, Ace-Jack is sort of like right in the spot where maybe it's better to call instead of to raise. But he is calling with 7-8 suited, right? He is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, he, for sure. But like he's not going to get in big trouble with 7-8 suited. No, you know but we're going to win a lot more money from 7-8 suited usually by 3-betting than by flatting. Um, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, because I was like, we flop top pair, and he bets once, and we call. Yeah, he's often going to shut down, right? Depending right. on the board and all those things. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can make a reasonable case either way. Yeah. Honestly, both are fine. I personally like like three betting slightly better or slightly worse hands than this. Like, I, I like I think like ace eight off, ace nine off is a little bit better because you can't really call with those hands. But right. you have a blocker still, and it can still play okay in position post flop. And ace queen is better too because we I think. Ace-Jack suited is going to call us. Ace-10 suited might call us, depending on the sizing. You know, we're going to fall a lot of aces anyway. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I do think there are some advantages to 3-betting. I and, agree. Uh, I, I would, agree with you. I'd rather 3-bet Ace-Jack off than Ace-Jack suited in this spot. There's just so many more flops that we can raise with Ace-Jack suited. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. It plays a little bit better post-flop. Yeah. Also, likes likes playing multi-way a little bit better, and we're inviting people in. Yeah. The, the real reason to raise, I think, is to isolate Ike in position, right? Yeah. That's the best reason. Isolate the back. guy with the wide range when we have a pretty good hand. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah. That's a, that's a great reason, in fact. Anyway. None, nonetheless, Phil calls, and that's a totally fine play. We just, you know, it's the podcast. We go a little deeper. We talk about the, the pre-flop stuff. Apparently. Apparently. I mean, that's why you're here, right? That's why you're here, people. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. To talk about pre-flop only, because post-flop, you get lost yeah, in I'm, the sea of I'll, fog. I'm just going to leave and let you monologue. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so everybody else folds. So I guess Phil didn't have to worry about isolating. All right, thank you. Bye, Jonathan. Pot's $4,200 now, U.S. dollars, not WPT dollars. Um, the flop is 10 of clubs, jack of diamonds, three of diamonds. Ike has king nine offsuit, king of hearts, nine of spades. No backdoors at all. Jonathan's almost talking, but not. <laughs> just messing around. It's very good. Yeah, just pretend I'm gone. This is one of the better flops Phil can see. He's got the ace of diamonds and top pair. So yeah. he's got top top with the backdoor nut flush draw. It's a good spot. This is a great spot. Yeah. Uh, there's not that many hands that we're losing to it at, when we're Phil. Um, flopping an ace might be worse in terms of combos than flopping top pair with the jack here. I right? believe I it you, probably is. And having the backdoor diamonds is actually really nice because we block some stuff. Not yeah. so much about making the diamonds ourselves, but like if a third diamond comes, it's much harder for Ike to have right. diamonds, stuff like that. It's great. So part of what makes Ike a cool player to watch and a good player is that he messes with the dials, as we like to say sometimes on the show. Yep. In different he words. likes to fiddle with, with little round things. <laughs> that, that, what that is weird. <laughs> no, but okay. So Ike does something that I, I mean, this is, it's already very interesting because he's got a gut shot. He's got King Nine in this 10 Jack 3, two diamond board. I mean, it's not interesting yet. No, but what's interesting is the pot's 4,200 and he see bets, which is not that interesting. Nope. But he bets 6K. Now we're talking. And it's not like he's a guy that you are playing a $20 tournament with who always does stuff like this. Of course. This Ike Haxton. He's right. betting 150% of the pot he's on his flop with a gut shot. Very deliberately. He so, knows that that's not normal and he normally wouldn't do it. Yeah. What do you think's going on here? 
That's a great question. Let's talk about yeah. it. Okay, so if we're Ike, one of the things that's interesting is we're blocking a bunch of straight draws because we have a king and a nine in our hands. So yes. like pretty much all the open-enders we're blocking in some way or another. Yeah. Obviously, they can still exist, but they're not super likely. Um, so I guess what we're trying to do is just rep a strong enough hand. I don't know why he's doing this. I was going to come up with some stuff, but I'm sort of making it up. Why, well, why do you think he's doing it? Okay, I have a couple thoughts. First of all, I think what he's repping is mostly an overpair when he does this. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's an to overpair, or overpair like, but okay. Or like the nut flush combo draw type hand. Yeah. I mean, he's repping extreme strength for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, though. Like, let's pretend he had a set of jacks. Do we really think he would bet 6K I, into 4K? Is that something Ike does on the flop? I'm not talking about the river here. We're talking about the flop before maybe, stuff is defined. I don't know. Maybe, maybe against a certain players. Right. So it. it might, sure be, about, it might be about guys. Phil's calling range. And Ike may have observed this, that, right. that Phil is very price sensitive in spots like this. And okay. Maybe Ike thinks that he's folding out such a bigger percentage of Phil's calling range. Like the 3K versus 6K bet. Maybe he's folding out way more than 200% more of Phil's range by betting 6K than 3K, which makes it plus EV. I mean, this is designed specifically to fold out small pairs, right? Yeah, like I mean, it's designed to, designed to fold out pocket fives. I think he's trying to fold out a 10, too. I, there's no way Phil's going to fold a 10 for one bet in position. There's just no way. Phil himself, Phil might. Phil does stuff differently, too. But but the other thing is, it's like we're beginning a story. So yeah. if, if we get called, we can do things. I mean, I think Ike is, yeah, repping essentially ace, jack, or an overpair for the most part. Yeah. Um, I agree with you there. And yeah, so I think it's Phil's going to fold small pairs. We can charge draws. I don't think a, I don't think diamonds are just going to fold, even though it's no, the wrong not, price. No, not on the flop. At they least. just you just can't. It's also no. I mean it's only six k. These guys are deep enough that you can justify calling, but you have to hope you get paid if the diamond comes. Right. Turns out we wouldn't in this case no. unless it's the queen of diamonds, but or the king of diamonds, I guess. But um, but we can't know that as Phil. And in no. fact, we can we you know of course we don't have diamonds as Phil anyway, so it's fine. We have Ace Jack ourselves. So yeah, maybe this is. Two things. It's designed, one, to fold out. I mean, it's designed to, to define Phil's hand pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Like, Phil's probably not going to even call with pocket fives once, honestly, on a 6K no. bet here. Phil's probably just going to throw all pairs under 10s away. He's going to think for a while with the 10, call once, I think, and fold the turn. Uh, if he somehow has, like, queen-jack suited, which feels like near the top of his range in terms of... Near. I mean, of course, he can have sets and two and pairs Jack and stuff. Had, yeah, yeah, of course. But it's still near the top of his range. Um, he's going to call with that, but he's not going to like it. Right. And it's going to be hard to keep calling if we decide to keep firing as Ike. Right. And we, have a, we still have outs. We have kings and queens as reasonable outs All against right. Phil's calling. Rich. I agree with this. Humor me for a second on my uh, percentage thing that I was saying oh, okay, earlier. Sure. Let, me, let me try to make it more exemplified. Good. Because Ike is a very calculating player. So he must have some sort of probably not fully quantified numbers in his head, but like some fuzzy numbers in his head where he might be thinking something along the lines of this, and I might just be way out of bounds here, but this might be along the lines of what he's thinking. He's thinking, okay, I can bet 3K, which is kind of standard in a cash game here, right, and fold out, I'm just randomly picking, 55% of Phil's range. Okay. All right, so say we could do that. But if I bet 6K, knowing Phil, knowing how Phil's, Phil plays, I fold out 80% of his range, and that makes it worth it. I mean, does that make it worth it? I think it does. Uh, I, I mean, the thing is this, the hand doesn't end here either. So like, we can't talk about it as if 
and the end, you know, like yeah. there's also like because we can take more shots later. So if we can fold out a bunch of his range now and then more of his range later also. Yeah. And by the way, win a bigger pot when he decides to call. That all sounds pretty good. The problem is the times when it doesn't work. It's much more expensive than it would normally be. Right. I'm, of course, it's all an expected value calculation. Right. right. Yeah. So I'm trying to weigh the two sides. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if 80 percent is good enough. I guess the thing is this. 3K folds out 55 percent. 6K folds out 80%, let's say. I don't okay. know if those numbers are correct, but let's pretend. Yeah, of um, course. How much does 1,500 fold out? It's going to fold out some percentage, right? Yeah, 1,500 probably folds out, I don't know, with those numbers, 40% maybe? Okay, well, th- if that's true, then he should probably be betting 1,500 instead of either of the other two numbers, really, right? If you only get 15% yeah. more for, another, for doubling your price, you should be betting smaller. I don't know, 40%. Maybe 40% is just... Maybe that's wrong. Yeah, maybe Phil's in position. Maybe it's, it's like twenty percent. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's like just the really, really six, seven of clubs and stuff like yeah. that. You know, uh, so that would matter, I think, too. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this only works if we're willing to continue to tell stories. You know, we can't just bet once and give up complete. I mean, we can. It's it's still only six k, and we don't have to put ourselves in this terrible spot where. If the plan is I'm always firing the turn, that's probably not a good idea, right? I've got to yeah. fire certain turns, not all turns, right? Like, we don't have any diamond blockers. If a diamond comes, we're probably just going to check fold the turn if Phil calls. Of course, Phil's going to call, by the way. He's got ace-jack on a jack-high board, right? We know this as of the yeah. viewers. Um, so as Ike, we're folding. We're going to probably check fold the diamonds because if we check, we're folding, right? Yeah. Um, if an ace comes, if a king comes, if a queen comes, we're going to continue. Two of those cards improve us. The ace doesn't, but it looks great. Turns out that wouldn't be so great for us either. No. If a nine comes, I guess we're going to check and figure it out. Uh, and smaller cards, I don't know what we're going to do. That's where we've decided, are we going to continue or not? I mean, a seven makes us a double gutter, so we can continue there because we pick up equity. There's nothing else that gives us equity. Uh, anything below a seven doesn't do anything for us, help or hurt us if it's not a diamond. So are we continuing or not on those cards? That's what I think we need to know about right now because everything yeah. else is pretty obvious. Right. I guess we can't just bet all those. It's too many. So maybe we have to check most of those. I don't know if we can check a lot once we bet this much on the flop. So we're like committing ourselves to betting huge on the turn also. I guess we don't have to bet huge, but well, betting the turn. We're assuming we're going to win a lot on the flop now. Right. And then on the turn, we can win against a lot of that the range narrows that can continue to call us. Right. right? Say like pre-flop, Phil has like 300 combos, probably something like that. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, and know. then on the flop, if we bet 6K, maybe we can fold out. A lot of those combos. Maybe we can fold out 220 of those combos instead of folding out 160 of those combos. By the way, I guess Phil has more than 300 combos, but whatever, right? It doesn't really matter. I guess he has yeah. significantly more, but whatever. Okay, probably. But the percentages are the point. 500 combos. Yeah, whatever. Is, is, that would be like, you know, 40% of the range, right? That's like 40 hands, right? 45 hands, 500 combos? Something like that? Yeah, when you include pocket pairs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know exactly. I've never, done, I've never thought of it that way before. Neither, I'm going to have to look into that and thing. figure that out. It's yeah. a new, new way of thinking. There's only like 169 possible hand combinations. So I guess 45 hands, that's a way to think of it too. So it's not 25% because the pocket pairs make up a, a lesser combination. Yeah. And Phil's calling with all the pocket pairs. So it's probably, yeah, it's like around 30% or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. So I don't know if Phil's calling with 30% of his range, but it's probably close to that. T- certainly 20%. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. All right. Well, we're in the weeds. Okay. Yeah. This All happens. Right. So anyway, I bet six k into forty two hundred, and it's yeah. interesting, and we don't fully understand it. Right. That's but correct. It has to just. I mean, it's obviously there's some balance involved here. It is like Haxton. He's going to be doing this with big hands too. I think, mm-hmm. and I think he wants Phil to know that that he's going to do it with big hands too. and with bluffs. 
I mean, he definitely hopes that Phil knows that since yeah. he has a bluff. Right. Otherwise, this is a real problem. Do you problem. think Ike does this if he does? I mean, he's obviously choosing certain hands. Do you think he's choosing gut shots to be his balance for his big hands with these types of bets? That's an interesting question. Um, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I feel like this could be very much a bore texture thing, too, not just the gut shot thing. The fact that it's jack 10, two diamonds. Yeah. There's a wetness to the board. Maybe right. he's also trying to play, like, for Phil specifically as an audience, where Phil might overbet to protect his really strong hands in ways. Yeah. We've seen Phil do that when almost no other player would. And maybe he has a specific plan against Phil to sometimes do this as a bluff where he does have some equity. Mm-hmm. So, like, a gut shot's a good one to do it, yeah. especially a gut shot with an overcard. So now we got seven pretty clean outs. Right. We think a lot of the time. We don't know. I mean, if we hit a king, we're not in love with it, but it's pretty good. Like, we often have the best hand, right? It's not bad, yeah. We usually have the best hand, and we can get more value for at least one more street, mm-hmm. right? So that, as I think about it, that feels like more likely than all these other things. You know, like if it's Antonio, is he really going to bet 6K? I mean... No, I think it's definitely player dependent. Yeah, and so he's doing it because Phil thinks that means you're strong because that's how Phil would bet sometimes when he's very strong. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think that that must be part of it. I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I know that. Phil also sometimes gets really sticky and like wants to call with like, you know, weird like bad one pair of hands and stuff like that. I've definitely seen him do that. Right. So betting this much right away is sort of a sign. Like, do you really want to start this? Because it's going to get very expensive for you. You can just bail right now. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if it's good, but it's kind of cool. All right. So, but Phil, Phil really has no choice, but to call here. uh, No choice. Jack on this Jack 10, three board, even though Ike is repping basically the same hand. Phil has a combo draw with extreme equity against Phil or a hand that has Phil crushed. Right, like the king, queen of diamonds yeah. or uh, or this or free rolling him. Not actually free rolling, yeah. but sort of the feel of free rolling where he's got, like, like, got him beat or the same hand. Like two queens, two, yeah. two that's kings. Not, of course, yeah. that's not actually free rolling. No, but, but that's what it that's what this, But like extremely good equity. Yeah, it's what it really feels like Ike is, is saying he has. Um, but Phil can't fold, obviously. Cannot. Yeah. I I do question whether or not Phil would call with his tens. I think some he might fold some of his tens. I think he just throw it away right away. Make like a great Phil Hellmuth read and yeah, fold. Yeah, I think it's possible. Oh. I mean, it's not a normal bet. It's but, not, and you're supposed to like that's supposed to mean something to you. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if something happened in the big game like just before this, which might play into where Phil like got a little sticky and everyone saw, and yeah. Phil knows that everyone saw. So now Ike's betting big to make it look like Phil. I, I quote, "No, you're going to call." So I'm trying to get more value. To, yeah. Like, you know, double reverse fill kind of a thing. It really could be. It could be, or it could be none of this. It could be. Yeah. It could be a misclick. Yeah. Probably not, though. Probably not a misclick. No. Because you got to take a five and a one and yeah. throw them both, you know? So it's hard. I guess he could think he's betting 2K, but that's too small. Two into 42 is pretty small. It's. I wouldn't expect him to bet yeah. that little. I expect him to bet three. Yeah. So Or 2,500 or something. So no matter what, he would be taking more than two chips, so... It's very uh, unlikely. A 2K a chip and a 500 chip. That's what he's trying a to bet. 2K chip? Yeah, yeah, 2K chip. Sure, why not? Yeah. Or maybe just one 2,500 chip and he accidentally mm-hmm. got he could one. He could throw in a 10K chip and say a quarter of this. <laughs> a quarter of this. Yeah, that's what you should do <laughs> with your 10K chip. Okay, so the pot is now $16,200. Flop was 10-jack, three with two diamonds. Phil's got ace-jack with the ace of diamonds. Ike's got king-nine off, no diamonds. Turn is the seven of hearts. It's yep. one of those good cards for Ike. It's it, not the best card, but it it's... It completes one draw, right? Eight-nine gets there. Eight-nine makes the nuts, uh, but... Ike does pick up equity even against 8-9. Yeah. Ike's well, got, well, yeah, chop equity. Chop against. equity. That's, yeah. that's nice, though. Although it's not great against 8-9 because we were beating 8-9 before. We were. And 8-9 uh, now loves their life, and we only have four outs. But 
you know, it's still a good card for us. I mean, it's good for Ike's hand against Phil's hand because he picks it back equity against Phil's hand. Yes. He has double gutter now. Yeah, and Phil, like, it's hard for Phil to see that. Right. Yeah. So Ike's going to continue his story here. Yeah. I mean, this is a good card to continue on. If you're not going to... I think Ace, King, Queen, and specifically uh, Sevens are really good cards to continue on. Probably Eights and Nines, too. Uh, Let's think. Eights and Nines are at least... an eight makes us a uh, an open ender, so yeah, that's a good one to continue with for sure. You're right. Yeah, and a nine is just a pair. I don't think a nine we're going to continue. We yeah. make a pair with like a jack and a ten. Yeah, up maybe there. not. King queen just made the nuts. Like I don't think we're going to bet. All right, fine. Anyway, he decides this is one of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you think would happen if a deuce rolled off? Do you think he's just going to shut it down? That is that's what I was asking before. Like cards that are six and below. That aren't diamonds. What is he doing? And maybe he's betting some and, and checking some. Honestly, maybe he's decided like if it's a black card, like diamonds are bad. So I'm checking diamonds. I'll check hearts, but I'll bet black cards. Yeah, something maybe. like that to be sort of balanced in this spot where sometimes he can have it and sometimes he can't. Otherwise, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, it's like the fact that we already threw six k at it and Phil just called. Maybe oh, maybe part of it too is when we bet six k. Phil is going to raise his big hands. Yeah. Because Phil's like, oh, this guy's got a if big hand. If he has hand. Jack 10 or better, he's going to raise. He's like, let's go. You got aces. Yeah. And so now we're sort of defining his hand among other things where Phil has a, may have an okay, has at least a good hand, yeah. either a draw or like a Jack or a 10. And we can probably get him off one of those later. But he doesn't have a monster because well, Phil's almost always going to raise a monster right away. Right. Ike bets 15K on the turn into 16 2. It's a big bet. If Phil does call with his 10s on the flop, this is usually going to fold those out. I think so. So that's, that's a reason to bet pretty much any card on the turn. That's true. If we can get half of his one pair of combos to fold, essentially, because we think like Phil's and we might fold get him to fold pairs. some of his jacks too. His if, bad jacks are not jack in good shape. Suited or something. It's kind of the same thing as Ace Ten, right? Yeah. Except yeah, Ace Ten has like the overcard to help out, yeah. but it's not a good spot if you don't have a draw to go with it. Yeah. So if we fold out half his jacks and most of his tens, if not all of his tens, well, we don't fold out ten nine suited, right? And no. We don't fold out ten eight suited. No. That's what we don't fold out because they pick up gut shots right. or open enders. But still. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so... That makes I, it pretty good. Yeah, I think we, if Phil never has more than one pair after he just calls on the flop, which is possible on this wet board when Ike bets so much, yeah, that that makes this a very successful bet most of the time. Phil has to have the top of his one-pair range, which he does, yeah, to continue. I mean, he might call Queen-Jack, King-Jack, and Ace-Jack, mm-hmm. you know, and fold all other Jacks. Maybe not Jack-9 or Jack-8 because of the... Now he has the gut shot. Right, those. he might stick around for those. That's but he might, of, he might, he might not. He might not. But he, he probably does. He's in position. It's a little hard just to throw that away in position. That right? would mean he calls with all of his jacks because he never has jack six. Right. Okay, but if we fold out almost all the tens, some of the jacks, and by the way, some of the draws, which felt diamond draws, that felt that like he really had to call the flop yeah. anyway. Now maybe like, can I really put in another no, any, fifteen here? Any non combo diamond draw kind of has to fold now. Right. So that's good. Yeah. And if Phil was getting especially sticky with two sevens. He's just not going to call twice. I don't think he's going to call once, but he's definitely not going to call twice. Well, he twice. would have a set now with two sevens. But well, but you I know, know what, what you I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Two, se- two eights. Yeah. Two sixes, whatever. He's going to fold those sixes. Yeah. All right. So Ike does bet 15K. So this seems like a reasonable bet based on yeah. all that. He's telling a story. Yeah. He's still saying I have... An, now he's more saying I have the overpair or the set than he's saying I have the big combo draw, but he could still have the big combo draw. He could. He could have king, queen of diamonds, but he can have kings. He can have aces. He can have all the things. Yeah. Um, but Phil still is is very close to the top of his range, if not at the top of his range. Uh, I mean, 8-9 eight, is, eight, is, is the, the top, top of his range now, yeah. Because he can have that. But right. I guess sometimes he can have pocket sevens and have gotten very lucky. But besides that, this is it. This is yeah. like the third best hand he's probably going to show up with. Unless right? he flat sets on the flop sometimes. But that seems 
Not super likely, but possible. Phil can actually have queens. Phil can have queens, yeah. Phil sometimes will flat with queens and kings pre- and aces pre-flop. And when I bet six into four, Phil might just call instead of raise. He might. Because they're deep, too. Like, do you really want to get in a raising war here when the guy already overbet the pot? Yeah. Seems like it's better to call than a raise. All right. Well, Phil has one of the best hands he ever shows up with. Without question. This is still like a top seven hand. Yeah. So even though Ike is telling a decent story here, he's putting a lot on the line and it looks pretty like it looks like he's got it to me. It does. Yeah. Like if I was sitting in Phil's seat, I'd be like, well, well, crap. (laughs) And the thing you have to think about is not like, can I call this 15,000? But like, what am I going to do on the river when he bets like 40,000? Am I going to call again? He's going to pot again and I'm just going to call with top top like a dummy. Like if I'm not going to call, should I even bother calling the turn? Should I just save the 15K and fold right now? Like sometimes he's sometimes he's going to give up. If he's bluffing, is he bluffing that often? Like there's at least a reasonable case to be made because of all that, those considerations to fold. Yeah. Um, but it's a cash game, not a tournament. And right. that's important to you remember. Can, you can reload. You have very near the top of your range. It's usually not a good time to fold against a good player. Right. And Ike is a good player. He's a smart player. And he's doing weird stuff. He's doing something different this hand, which makes it confusing. But when we're confused, it's best to go back to our default thought process, which is I have very near the top of my range. Yeah. This guy is balanced and good. Let's call. And the other thing is Ike bet one and a half times the pot, and now he's betting slightly under one times the pot. So it actually, as a ratio, it's a little bit better. Like, it's only... Yeah. I mean, that, that's actually kind of nice. It's only 9K more than the flop bet, which I, is, you know, cheap considering what it could have been. You I, know? Wonder, I wonder if Ike made a mistake here. Once he bet 6K, should he keep going with his huge sizing instead of just big sizing? Should he go for a 23K bet on the turn instead of a 15K bet into 16? It's a really interesting question. Maybe he just doesn't feel he needs to, but I wonder that too. I mean, if he does that, how much is he going to have left? He's going to have like... There's, he's gonna probably have a pot, if he start, if the effective stack is 100k he's gonna have about a pot size bet left which means he's setting himself up for the ship on the river. The only thing that's a little fishy about this story to me is like Ike back 6k into 4k with supposedly a very strong hand, but that's sort of implying or believing that somehow Phil's got a pretty strong hand to call with, and there's not a lot of reason to believe that he just flat. No, he's he's doing he's playing the player right. He's saying yeah. it's a wet board. I'm protecting against all your draws. Right. Don't draw on me, Phil. That's what he's doing. Yeah. you're right. You're right. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. We've seen Phil do things like limp with ace queen. Someone raises to like you know seven. Sammy Farha raised to seven thousand. If there's a bunch of uh, you know limpers or callers or whatever, and then Phil makes it two hundred and twenty thousand and stuff like that, and tries to shut it down right away. And then Sammy calls with his ace queen too, and they chop. It. Yeah, seen, <laughs> seen that happen before in high stakes poker. You know, good times, Sammy yeah. Farha. Phil's like, I make it one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. You know, yeah. like someone had made it six grand. It's like playing on nitrogen sometimes. <laughs> sometimes people do stuff like that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to throw this in. No, forget it. This is really... Never mind. Let's get back to this. Okay. I was going to talk about a weird play I made yesterday. Okay, cool. Let's, let's, not, not, do that. let's not do that. All right. So Phil does call. That seems like the right play. Yeah. What Ike is doing is interesting. I would have loved to see him bet 150% pot again just to see what happens. That would be really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Uh, but Ike maybe just thinks like, is it that different? Like if I bet pot or if I bet 150% of pot now as the pot gets bigger, does Phil behave any differently? Maybe he thinks Phil doesn't. Maybe he he must. Yeah. Right? So then like if I'm folding out 2% more, why spend the extra yeah. 8000 or $9,000, right? Yeah. That's good thinking. Yeah. But it, he has to be right for it to be good thinking. Correct. Course. And he, yeah, he probably also thinks like a pot size bet folds out all the draws anyway. Yeah. So like it's fine. Or it's supposed to. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. It doesn't have to. So Phil calls again. Do you think Ike expects Phil would raise with 8-9 at this point? Yes, I okay. really do. So he's not worried about the nuts. 
I think he's not. And he's not worried about a set, probably. Right. Phil would likely raise the turn with the set if he didn't raise the flop. Phil is going to raise on this board. It's Phil Hellmuth. He's not going to call twice. Yeah. Most players are going to raise. And by the way, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally reasonable. Because you want to have a raising range, and it's good to have very strong hands in there. I mean, if we're going to put some of our combo draws in there, and we're going to consider raising Jack-10, we should also raise our sets sometimes, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I I think Phil's going to raise his strong hands on this wet a board when Ike is betting so big. Right. I think we're just going to say, let's go for it. So like, this is going to be an important question. Does, do we think that Phil's folding most of his draws to this bet? I mean, This is going to matter a lot. I know, and I think he, the answer is supposed to be yes, right? I mean, I guess he's getting two to one. That's not good enough unless it's a combo draw. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, Phil can have the king-queen of diamonds, but he might have just raised that right away. But he might not have. It's Phil Hummuth. He might have just called. The turn does make a lot of the flush draws combo draws. Right. Any, any eight or right. nine of diamonds with another diamond is okay. now a combo draw. That's a good point. So, like, Phil has, like, the nine, six of diamonds somehow. Yeah. He could also have a pair. No. Yeah, he could have, At this point, he could have, like, a pair and a flush draw. He could have, like, nine, seven of diamonds also and, like, made a pair along with this diamond so he can call. Or a ten with a diamond. Ten yeah. is a club on yeah. the flop. There just aren't that many tens and... That he can diamond tens. He can really have right. He can have king ten of diamonds, ace ten of diamonds, queen ten of diamonds, queen ten of diamonds, nine ten of diamonds, eight ten of diamonds. Yeah, I guess, and probably maybe seven ten of diamonds sometimes because he's Phil and he gets weird with his ranges sometimes. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a fair amount, I guess. It's like, but that's like seven combos total or six right. combos total. It's not that much. Yeah. Anyway, Phil calls. Pot's yeah. $46,200 now. Okay. And Ike uh, is regretting his interesting plays. He's like, oh, we're going to the river, and yeah. I've put in a lot of money with Phil King High. More money than I would normally put and in. And Phil does not look like he's folding. Yeah. Rats. Yeah, this is poop. Yeah. All right. So the river's the deuce of hearts. Never changes anything, as Norman Chad would say. He does say that. Yeah. But what if Ike had ace deuce, man? Change everything. Or pocket deuces. How? Yeah, pocket deuce. Ace deuce doesn't change no, anything. No, ace deuce, he's like, oh, now I can... Now bet. I can check. I can, can check and hope a chick goes check, check. Hey, guess what? He has king high and he decides he can check. Yeah. So... He's giving up, right? Ike is essentially giving up. With saying, king all right, high. all right, fine. Let's not lose any more money in this spot. Right. Because obviously you're calling. Like, yeah. <laughs> clearly you're calling. I would be an interesting thing if Ike bet big. Phil's in a really tough spot. Phil's in a soul reading type spot. I think right? most of the time you're supposed to fold if Ike bets big there. Uh, against Ike specifically, you probably are. It's I mean, a, he's the, he's a candidate for not always folding. Against most players, you probably are supposed to fold. I'm saying but, when we're Phil and it's Ike. Oh, and we're when we're Phil, like, yeah. we're, we're known as like the guy who doesn't fold. Especially like, to the young generation of pros. Yeah, makes right. bad calls, doesn't want to be shown up on TV, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So like that would be a reason to fold, right? Yeah. But that's not what happens. Phil's no. not in that spot. Phil's right. in a different spot, though. Phil's so glad when Ike's checks. It's like, hey, oh, okay. I know. He's dreading that river He pot. doesn't have a set. He doesn't have a straight. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have this. He's like, the only question for Phil is once Ike checks is, does he have an overpair? Yep. That's uh, it. Yeah, because of the sizing, maybe Ike could have an overpair here. It's possible he could have an overpair and be trying to bluff catch against missed draws because yeah. some of the draws missed, right? Right. Yeah. So the board is Jack ten three two diamonds seven of hearts on the turn deuce of hearts on the river Ike's checked the river with king nine missed everything and Phil is now thinking about what to do with top top on the river right What do you think Phil should do It's close I'm trying to think about it I think Ike would probably bet kings here because the deuce of hearts is not a scary card not at Ike If we bet and didn't get raised on the turn against Phil Helmuth on this board Kings are good on the river Yeah they just are. So are queens. 
and sore aces. By the way, if they're not, we're going to check call and pay it off anyway, right? So what's what are we talking about here? The well, what we're talking about is inducing bluffs, right? But if we think Phil doesn't have very many bluffs, uh, I think Phil is the kind of guy who doesn't bluff enough and calls too much. So we should probably bet for value our kings rather than not. Do you agree? I I'm making a face. That's why I, I haven't formulated a full thought on it. Yeah, I'm I just think... I'm just throwing it out there, but I, it feels right. Go on. I don't know if it's true or not. I. It depends on the mood Phil's in. Yeah, honestly. it does. It does. Like, do we really think Phil has draws? He can have the combo draws, and that's it on the turn, right? Yeah. I mean, or he could have lost his mind and have, like, nut diamonds and just not be folding nut diamonds on the turn. Yeah, that's very possible. Because he's Phil Helmuth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he shouldn't be doing that. He should be folding or raising those things, right, on yeah. the turn specifically. So, huh. I feel like we're supposed to vet for value, although I often ask myself this very question in No Limit on the river when I have a hand just like this in this kind of a spot. It's very close. It's like, yeah. do I want to try and induce or do I want to get value? And every time you do the thing and don't get the value you want to get, it's like, did I do it wrong? Or You don't even know if you did it wrong or right. not. Right? You it's don't hard know to guy... know. Sometimes you check to induce and they just check back. They're missed diamonds anyway. They're missed no showdown diamonds and it. And you get to see that you did it right. But yeah. mostly, it feels like you check to induce. They check back ace-10 or ace-jack or king-jack or whatever. And you're like, meh. Probably could have gotten one more bet out of him. Yeah. Okay. The other question, though, as Ike, we could ask ourselves is, is Phil going to call with a jack on the river anyway? Well, we'd have we to bet? size it smaller, maybe. Yeah. We, right. we might have to bet like 28K into the 46K pot to get yeah. called by a hand like that like instead 20. of potting it again. Right. Phil might find a fold anyway, honestly. Yeah. Which is then a good reason to bet as our, with our king high, Phil yeah, might find a fold, is. right? It Phil, is. Phil is. Phil seems like he's either got to draw or one pair here. I mean, Phil's called some very big bets, so I think Ike's just like, ah, shut it down. He's got a jack, right? Yeah. He like has a jack or a diamond or a diamond draw. And That's all he can have. And in, and like you said, it is important what Phil's mood is at the time. Phil might be primed to, to try to like show up the younger generation, and in that case, you don't want to be bluffing the river, right? You just give it up. Yeah. Right. Uh. So. Now we're Phil. Yeah. Ike's checked. Let's forget what Ike's hand is, but we're yeah. Phil, and it's gone this way. Are we supposed to bet? Super close. I mean, we have to decide. What can we get called by that's right. worse? Right. Okay. We get called by a worse jack. Would Ike play a worse jack like this up until now? I legit don't know. I, I mean, feel like I his expect... range is more polarized than that. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Could Ike have... A hand like the ace king of no, he can't have ace king of diamonds. We've got the ace of diamonds, so he's got. To, I could have the king. No, it's not going to call us with the king queen of diamonds, right? If we bet, like it's yeah. asking so much to get called by king high here. Yeah. So we can't really hope for that. Ike would have to have a bluff that turns into a showdownable hand. Maybe he has like seven eight of diamonds, right? Or he has a gut shot that then he turned a pair with gut shot. Flush draw. Combo draw. Turned, turned, turned a, pair. a pair with. And now like, it's checking. Yeah. It's not impossible. Are we going to get called by that if we bet? Maybe. It's, I mean, it's unlikely. Well, I think Phil does a good job here. And I'm, I know I said that. I said Phil does a good job. But I think he does. Because he bets. He bets very small. He bets mm-hmm. 16K, which is transparent and weird for most players. Yeah. But for Phil, that can be a bluff. Absolutely. Phil can even bet smaller for a bluff. I mean, yeah. Phil does weird... Weird tiny bets a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. 
Right. So he does weird tiny bets. That's I mean, most of the time those don't work out well, but they set up spots like this where you can actually bet for value or a bluff for 16K into 46K. And so I'm just thinking about this. There still is like effectively like 60K behind or 65K behind, right? Maybe more. We don't really know what the stacks it's, are. It's Yeah, at least that, yeah. let's say. Okay. So... So Phil makes this good bet. I think this is ultimately a good bet. I think it would be a bad bet if he bet like 30K or more. Because then... Because it's hard to come up with hands that Ike can call you with right, that are then, worse. Then, because like we, I never expect Ike to show up with King Jack here, right? It seems unlikely. It just... I mean, this is a problem. It's, it's, a problem it's even, really hard. It's a problem even for this bet. Exactly. Like, maybe we're just supposed to check this anyway. Yeah. The other thing that's a problem for this bet, which does not come to pass, I'll tell everyone right now, but... Ike has, you know, multiple options here. He could race, yeah. Like, Phil kind of always at best has one pair, right? Right. Unless he was trapping. Yeah. And with 8-9 specifically, I guess, and decide not to raise the turn. <clears throat> Maybe if he has 8-9 of diamonds, he feels really safe. And Maybe. And he can call. Maybe. But that's one combo. Yeah, we don't worry about that yeah. so much. So, and we block, we do block 8-9 a bit anyway. We have a 9 in our hand. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I mean... I think because Phil is kind of capped at one pair almost always. It might be a time to move in. This is a pretty good time to raise. It's a pretty strong check raise. It looks like you've got three jacks the whole way, right? Yep, it does. Or you had or you have eight nine and you got there. By the way, obviously you can have eight nine. You have king nine. You have a yep. nine in your hand. Like it's pretty sweet. Kinda like a move in here. That would be cool. When, when Phil bets this amount, yeah. where there's enough we we know it's at least sixty K back. Yeah. Maybe it's more, but sixty K is enough to move in. For if, sure. I mean, if they're super deep, then not a move in. Then right. Like just a, a, raise to, a raise to 55K exactly. or something. Like, yeah. That's fine. Like, it's super strong. The way you've played this hand looks like you have a freaking monster. And now, Phil, maybe Phil would decide to show you up anyway. Show up the young guys. Yeah. This is a horrible spot for Phil with Ace Jack. What's he even supposed to do if that happens? Right. That's why, yeah, I think this is probably supposed to be a check because we open ourselves up to getting check raised and we can't really call. Right. I think as Phil, specifically as Phil, betting smaller is better than betting a normal amount or larger. Mm -hmm. But probably betting is wrong. We're supposed to check because simple so, simple reason, Ike almost never has King Jack the way he played it. He's I, more polarized than that. Ike can kind of never call with a worse hand pretty much. It's going to fold a lot and it's going to raise a lot. Right? Here's what we're going for. I think I figured out maybe what Phil's trying to do here. Great. Ike has something like Ace-10 or King-10 of Diamonds. Right, where is the, isn't Jack ten with both time both? No, the ten time? is a club. Okay, right. great. Right, so so part of Ike's overbetting range in, includes the combo draws. It includes the really big hands, and it includes the pairs with the diamond draw. Okay, so if Ike has ten nine of diamonds plus or ten eight of diamonds plus, He's whatever, have to consider calling. Yeah, and he would probably he might play it this way up until the river, and then check the river. Right, and then he could consider calling, right with with yeah. a ten. Yeah. So yeah. That's the best I got, though, because I don't see him having King Jack. There just aren't very many combos with the Ten of Diamonds in it. Right. Is it worth all of this for that? There's, we actually already counted them down, right? Five. Point. It's five. Right. So there's five combos of that. There's more combos of Aces, Kings, and Queens, which I, yeah. might, I don't think I'm checking all of them. Actually, it's four because we have the Ace of Diamonds. Oh, cool. Um, it's just like, whew, there's three. There's 15 combos of Aces, Kings, and Queens, then, because we have the Ace of Diamonds in our hand. Not all of them are going to check the river. No. But sometimes he'll check the river with them, right? So, And he's definitely calling 16K with those. Right. Yeah. So if, that, if that's what it is. So let's say it's about half and half. Like sometimes Ike has the 10 of diamonds in his hand. And, and by the way, isn't always going to call anyway. No. But could call. 
Sometimes he's going to have an overpair. Sometimes he's going to fold his worst hand, and sometimes he's going to raise us because he's got extreme value or is bluffing. Right. And we, we don't do very well against that, if that's, what, no. if that's what's going on. Is it possible Ike is betting with King Jack? I'm going to try and go down this path for a okay, second. Okay, let's try. This is an unusual path, I admit. Ike's been betting with King Jack like this the whole way because he thinks Phil's three betting Ace Jack and better. So it's like King Jack is effectively the same as Kings here. Doubt. Very much doubt that. I mean, Ace Jack's such a good calling hand. Right? Yeah. Also, you earlier posited Phil sometimes has Queens, Kings races here. I did. Yeah. I did. And I, that is absolutely possible for Phil. Right. You're totally right. Um, so, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is probably not a good bet. I don't think it's a good bet either. Um, but okay, but he makes the bet. Yeah. And you figure the hand's over because Ike has to throw away King High. And okay, nice try. It didn't work, whatever. Yeah, Ike has King High. This is, by the way, the thing that happens a lot where someone goes bet, bet, and they were bluffing the whole way. They check. The person who's got value tries to get value with a very marginal hand, and it doesn't work because the other person didn't have anything the whole way. You know? Right. And, like, well, you just can't get any more value. I don't think Phil was expecting King High to give him action here on the no. river. No. This is the pro- I want to go back to Phil's bet a little bit. I think the only thing you can really expect like, to show up here with is the 10x of diamonds, and there's just not enough of those. Yeah. There's just not. It doesn't seem like it. It seems hard to come up with anything else. It really, really does. Could Phil ever have two? Nope. You mean Ike? Yeah. Could Ike ever have two nines or two eights, bet the flop once, and then pick up equity on the turn when would the seven really comes? Would he really bet 6k on the flop with that? Why? I don't know why he would. You bet 3K, it's all the same, it's more or less. Like, I feel like his range I mean, is polarized the, immediately. He could be doing it to fold out a 10 later. I, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Betting, nine, betting, betting 6K with two nines, we actually saw this happen. This is almost the same board, actually, on the last show we did with the David Oppenheim hand. Oh, yeah. And uh, he bet a normal amount on this. Actually, he bet like small, half he bet the pot, small, yeah. which was felt like a little too small anyway. But... But the point, but like we were even saying, what's what's the six k bet fold out? And it doesn't fold out the better hands, and it does fold out the worst yeah. hands if you have two nines. So that's like kind of exactly wrong. Yeah, right? that, I, unless you're going to tell a long story, which Ike does try to continue to do, but still. Yeah, I think the problem with Phil's bet is that Ike is polarized. Once yeah, they, he bet six k, Ike's already polarized. It's too late. The other thing is Phil Helmuth specifically is a guy who doesn't put a lot of pressure on players. So with as Ike, if we have two nines, we can just check this flop. Yeah, Phil's going to check it back so much. And even if he bets once, if we call, he's, he's really going to triple barrel at us or even double barrel at us. Sometimes he does weird bluffs. Of course, but a lot of times he won't. Like, much more so, I think, than a lot of other players. Yeah. So that's another reason to pot control and just say, all right, you know, I'm going to check. I don't have to bet here. All right, so let's nice. forget about hands like that because okay. they don't exist. They don't seem to. Yeah. All right. So I think this is a bad bet by Phil. I think we've kind of come I to agree. that conclusion. Okay. But here we are. Now maybe he's a genius because Ike does not fold immediately. And, and Ike, he doesn't raise. I mean, right. If Ike raised here, which I think is, is the right play. When we yeah. can, if we sit there and we think Phil's capped, Phil has a jack, like queen jack or king jack, if yeah. he, or he has nothing, right? Right. He's got the diamond draw that missed, the combo draw, whatever. He's never going to bet a seven here. He's, never yeah. gonna bet a, he's not going to bet a ten. Like, he's not doing that. So we can raise to get him off those one pair of hands, or we can fold... Or apparently we can call because we can beat some of the combo draws that missed. I guess because as the viewer, we start hearing Ike Haxton say, I might look really stupid here. And you start thinking, oh, God, Ike, don't do it. <laughs> what I are would, you thinking? I would like it so much better if the seven didn't come off, you know? So there's right. like less things that Phil can have. Okay, so let's, let's break this Shouldn't down a little bit. really, but... It's the breakdown, so we're going to break it down a little bit. Okay. So Ike is considering calling. He's not considering raising, and he's yes. got king high. Yes. So... 
what do we expect Phil to be betting, and what can we beat? Those are the questions. Good. I don't think Phil is betting a 10x of diamonds or a 7x of diamonds hand, which are hands that beat King-9. Right? Agreed. So we're not worried about those. Right. Those aren't in the range. No. Uh, the problem is we can't beat many things. We just have to put them on a diamond draw. I think the thing is, ultimately, Ike's sitting there and thinks, Phil wouldn't bet anything here. There's nothing Phil can bet for value. He's got one pair, and I look super strong. He can't bet anything. That must right. be what it is. So he's like, Phil has to be bluffing. Oh, yeah. oh, no, not that he has to, because he says I'm not like stupid. But Phil's bluffing a lot here when he makes this bet, because there's no value we can really have. That deuce does not improve him. No. He didn't slow play anything. He would have raised. He's Phil Helmuth, and on this board, he would have raised on the flop or the turn. He never has more than one pair. He's not. And I guess he can have aces, right? He could have slow played aces or something yeah. like that. But that's like, there's not much of that. It's right. hard to think of the value, but the bluffs, maybe there's quite a few. Maybe, well, I mean, he's not, he's not calling with queen nine, not of diamonds on the turn. Right. right? But even if we just come, what are all the diamond combo draws that we're ahead of? Let's just do that right now. There's Assuming Phil never raises them, which he probably does sometimes. Okay, but let's assume he doesn't. All right, right queen now. nine of diamonds. Yep, that's one. Um, seven, no, not nope. six, 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 nine of diamonds. If that, if it's, sure, six, eight of diamonds. Yep. Sure. Queen eight of diamonds. Queen eight of diamonds. Um... Ace, eight, and ace, nine of diamonds. Yeah. Okay, we're up to six. That's pretty good. Uh, king, eight of diamonds. King, eight of diamonds. Certainly king, nine of diamonds. Which we're chopping with. And also we're losing to the ace, <laughs> X's of diamonds. Oh, no. We're losing the ace, X of diamonds. Yeah. So we got to remove two of those, right? Yeah. That's the eight, ace, nine, and ace, eight. Right. So we're at six, and we chop with one of those. So we'll take out the king, nine of diamonds. So we're beating five. Yeah. And then let's say Phil's only betting in our mind aces... Um, we have a king in our hand, but he's betting the other three kings. The other three, so that's nine combos, queens, and queens. So he's betting fifteen combos, but he's not going to play them all this way, right? So he's got like six combos of those, or five. Let's say six combos of those. Well, then it's a call, actually. Right? We're getting because a great we're price. getting we're getting four to one. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is so we can find a way to justify this. Yeah. The question is, would Phil ever really be bluffing here with his diamond combos? I don't know right. if he would, because we said five, but I don't think we can give them all five, even though they all might exist played this way to this point. I yeah. don't know if all of them bet a tiny amount on the river. I don't know if they do, and a lot of them are going to raise somewhere along yeah. the way, even for Phil. Like, right. Like, come on. Like, he's happy to get it in on the flop, I would think, some yeah. of the time, um, especially if he can be the one to get the fold equity. Ultimately, I think it does come down to the price. I think Ike would fold for 30 k Yeah. And I think Ike is just thinking, okay, well, I only have to be right 20% of the time. And maybe he's just seen Phil, and as we have, when he bluffs, he likes to make these really small bluff bets on the river. Yeah. And so, like, super cheap. And so it's like, maybe he thinks it's more likely that he's bluffing when it's Phil betting this small than most other players. Yes. Like, but if Phil bet big, he's much less likely to be bluffing. Right. So there's that. There's definitely a lot of player dependency going on with everything Ike does in this hand. So that makes this call not bad. Actually, that makes this call at least reasonable. I mean, it really depends on if Phil's ever actually bluffing the river. Correct. Is he actually even taking a shot, number one? Number two, is he not raising his combo draws? Number three, I mean, we didn't even include ace-jack in the betting range. If we include that, suddenly there's a lot more combos. Of, there's 12 more combos right, right away, right? Which is like, Eesh, that's bad. I also think that we probably shouldn't really include the flopped combo draws that often. Those are going to raise the flop a lot of the time. I think so. At least some of the queen time. Queen 9 and Queen 8 of diamonds, I feel like are going to raise the flop a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's really down to just like the 6-9 and 6-8 of diamonds. And is Phil calling with the 6-9 of diamonds pre... Usually he yeah. is. Not always, but usually. I right? think he is. Okay. Yeah. So that's like two combos. So it's not great. Yeah. It's just not great. 
Um, and the other thing is, if Phil's capped at one pair, which it really feels like he is, the better move has got to be to move in. Right? I agree. The problem is, when Phil has one pair, he has over pairs mostly. So maybe it isn't so great. Is Phil going to fold aces if we move in? He's going to think about it. I think, I mean, obviously we're repping better than aces. We're repping, I mean, it's the same hand ultimately as ace jack. Yeah, right? it is. Because um, we're definitely repping stronger than that. But you could, as Phil, I don't know if Phil thinks this way, you could say, well, of all my combos here, like aces and kings are my strong, are the strongest part of my range, and ace jack and queens are the weaker part. So I can fold some of those and call with you know call with the stronger part, fold the weaker part. I don't, I don't think know. he's thinking that way I at think all. With the sizing, Phil, Phil is just going to fold. I think if we raise, right? I think with the sizing, it's actually a really good story uh, if you check shove here. So say say Ike has jack ten, yeah. right? He bets big on the flop. He charges the draw, so he gets extra value. He bets big on the turn. Same reason. Mm-hmm. River comes. He, want, he doesn't think that he can get a big bet called again by one pair hands. He checks to induce the bluffs. Phil bets tiny. Ike's like, well, I guess I better go for it. I better try to get the extra Just value. Just in case he has something, yeah. yeah. It's a good I, story. Yeah. It's that a, actually is a good story. Yeah. I mean, it's a really terrible spot with aces. Yeah. And forget about aces with queens and stuff like yeah. that, too. Just terrible. Right. Um, yeah, Ace Jack, Jack kind of has to fold, right? Unless you just decide... I'm just not going to fold to this young whippersnapper, which is possible. It's Phil possible. has a little bit of that in him. Because that's what Ike's hoping for if he actually has the jack of 10 course. in that spot, right? Of course. It's got to be right to move in here, right? It just ha- Or raise. It just yeah. has to be right. Or fold. Folding's okay. I mean, Ike just never thought Phil was going to bet, and that's what made him consider calling, right? He's right. just like, you're was, just not betting anything. He was checking, and he's like, we're just going to tap the table, and I'm going to lose the hand. And, that's fine. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of excited to show down this hand played this way. Like, that might be part yeah. of... Yeah, he's like, That's not now bad. everybody will see that I bet 150% of the pot on the flop with this hand. Right. Yeah. But that's not how it went. No, instead, you did look a little dumb. But he never looks dumb. He's a smart guy. He's very smart. Yeah. He's very smart. Anyway, Phil, uh, he did something right in that hand. We, yeah, don't, lo- we sure. don't love the river bet. I think he had to play every street that way until the river. Yeah, I mean, he could have three-bet pre, but it's fine yeah. not to, for sure. Right. Turns out he made a lot more money by not three-betting pre, because I think Ike's just going to fold. Yeah, King-9 should be in the folding range yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We're done. Okay.